Welcome everyone and Monty Meats is back. I've been away for a while but this time I'm in Oman in Moscow for the Legends League cricket tournament. I'm representing the World Giants and we've got some other teams from the Asia Lions and also India Maharajas. But with me I've got someone who is express, who's fast, who's quick off the mark. You're thinking Usain Bolt. No, I've got someone quicker than that. And that is the Pakistani Express, the Royal Rindi Express, Shaweb Akhtar. Thank you for joining us. Hey, Monty, what's up, man? I'm really good. I'm actually delighted to be sitting next to you, one of the quickest bowlers, you know, in the world. Um, you need to tell us more about how are you enjoying your time here in Oman? Well, since demise of my mother uh, last uh, three weeks ago, uh, my family actually kicked me out of the house because I was dipping into Great Depression. So they asked me to just get out, just go and try to let go of your mum, not her memories, but make sure that you go have some time off and uh, make sure that, you know, uh, you recover. And uh, knowing the fact that, that I'm off to a knee surgery, they said before you do that, before the Australia opened up, opens up his border, uh, you can go out there, play if you can, run in if you can we know that we knew that and we're going to know that that you are not going to be uh you're hard to stop uh hard to stop the guy something some, someone like someone like you that you're going to run in you're going to ball and uh you know i'm glad that i came out you know just uh, you know had to uh um you know had to meet um, most of my teammates um you know my friends were here you know it's good to you know taking my mind off of things that you know of my demise mother, and uh, finally you know um, I'm able to recover. And this was a great idea after all. Uh, in the end, that you know I came out here to play, but again, as you know, that it is in my nature. The minute I get the ball in my hands, I don't realize how bad my knees are. I'm still gonna run in and long with a long run up and try to try to put up a good show for the people. Absolutely. And I think that's what the cricketing community is here for as well. They're, they're here to, it's a family, you know, to support each other. Um, so I want to know more about, there must be something, you know, like a, a, an interesting story, a fun story that happened in the dressing room during your playing days. That's not particularly shared amongst the public. The most annoying uh, people that I came across and the best of my friends and those who are actually disturbed me a lot and makes me laugh, makes me cry and makes me makes me very angry. And knowing the fact that and I don't like the simple crack jokes, simple jokes, uh, which is, I think, Saklan Mushtaq, your friend. And he is annoyingly my best friend. And, uh, you know, what a great guy and he's a, he's a great person to be around. But when he gets to your nerve, you know, you just feel like running out of this world. So, <laughs> you know, so Yusuf is the most funniest guy ever and um, he's been helping me out since you know uh, since my uh, my late mother he's just being out there in my rooms and Saklan was out there at my house making sure that you know you know taking some pressure off of my mind but again I think uh, these are the people I used to get into fight every day and we used to eat together every day and we used to fight and patch it up every day and we made sure that we um, uh, we made sure with each other that you know we we're the one of the toughest cricket and we've been the best of the best of the buddies on the field. But having said that, I think uh, I'm I'm the most misunderstood guy uh, when it comes to off the field. Uh, but you know I made sure that you know people around me are very comfortable. 
they are living good life and but Saklan made sure all the time that I am annoyed <laughs> <laughs> no no it's it's good Saklan's lovely guy and he's done brilliantly well yeah well especially that win against your arch enemy India um yeah. that's was good um so why are you misunderstood? You know, like you're a lovely guy. We're really good mates. You know, people see you as the rock star of cricket. Is that what it is because of the perception? You're larger than life character. There's something just special about you. I think my image was created uh, by the television. So they knew that, you know, the, the guy runs in with long hair and he's hustling and bustling and he's hurting people uh, on the field. So my attitude kind of sent a signals uh, to to the public that you know I'm kind of a difficult guy off the field too. You know I get into fight most of the time. But you know when I'm playing competitive cricket and I'm and I'm running in uh, with the heartbeat of 180 plus 190 plus, you know you cannot ask me to be a nice guy. So the people have taken that kind of perception on, on off the TV and portrayed me uh, off the field and. Uh, Nevertheless, you know, uh, I didn't mind the image of it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as long as you're, you're the nice guy, as long as you're a guy to, out there to help each other or to help others, you know, that more than enough for me, you know. But I love the humanity. I love every uh, caste and creed and every nation. I made sure, you know, even you, everybody, you know, I just be, should be out there to help them out. But I always believe that, you know, when you're running in uh, on the field, then you should take ownership like a line that ground belongs to me either you have the knees or you don't have the knees you know that morley uh sorry monty that you know i lost my knees back in 97 the way i played uh for 14 years it was immense pain still the day now so i think uh it is it is it is was great pleasure for me to you know to put up a good show for the people and for myself and uh knowing the fact that i never had a fitness like brett lee uh, Bradley was far more superior athlete than I was. Uh, he was blessed with a great body. At the same time, he was a hard-working guy. I also hard. I did put a lot of hard work uh, to play the 14 years. But you know, unfortunately, my knees actually never allowed me to uh, to play a uh, number of years that I would love to play. So uh, I wish I would. I would have have. I would have had a couple of years without a pain, but that was not the case, and I was unfortunate. But uh, what I made sure that, you know, whenever I run in, I make sure that, you know, I take the ownership like a line. I should own that the field, the people, the everyone, the media, the social media, and uh, the way the people loved me back. I think I'm the most blessed guy who's been loved across the border, around the world, especially in India. Yeah, you are indeed. You you are like you know like everywhere you go, show back the the brand. It's it's very popular, and um, let's hope it just continues to you know remain popular. Um, you must be a dramatic finish that you remember when you played for Pakistan and uh, an important match where you won or lost. Yeah, uh, there's many matches that you know I I could have. Uh... Honestly, I wanted to win that series on my own against Australia in Australia in 2004. They were the best team. And we got Australia down to the knees. Uh, I got the 5 for in the first innings and then I also got a 5 for in the second test match. I thought that was the series that should have won. We should have won 3-0 Australia, period, simple. 
I had the belief that we should have beaten Australia, the best Australian side, with Ricky Ponting, Matthew Hayden, Justin Langer, Steve Waugh, Mark Waugh. Um, Ponting is coming in, Gilchrist is coming in. That's, that's the team that I wanted to beat. But unfortunately, you know, we got them down under their knees, but somehow we couldn't finish the game. And, and that was that really, really, uh, I think that the that demoralizing for me uh, that we could not win the series. But they gave me the toughest time of my life uh, uh, during my, my spells. And I got into a lot of fights with Justin Langer, Matthew Hayden, off the field, on the field. I got into fights like as anything, you know, but it was fun. You know, Australians are one of the greatest nations that I ever met. And I made sure that, you know, uh, they should give uh, give me the toughest time and get the worst out of me and the best out of me. And I I got the best out of me. And uh, and unfortunately, we didn't, did not win the series. And, and that was very, very, you know, painful till the day now. Were there any big fights off the field you'd like to share? Yeah, I mean, I would love to get into fight with uh, Matthew Hayden off the field, and I was looking for one. And um, the day that the day that day has arrived, then I just wanted to get into a fight with Matthew Hayden and me and him were alone on the breakfast table in Joburg. Then I realized this guy is a bit too big for to fight. I think it's it's not easy to handle. He's just twice as big as me, so it's better to patch it up and leave it on the field. So I had to let go of it. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. And we became a great friends. And we became a great friends after that. We hated each other, guts, and we became the best of the friends. And uh, uh, Matthew Hayden never knew about me, uh, that what kind of guy I was, uh, I am, what kind of person I am. So when he came to know me, then he apologized. He said, I didn't know nothing about you. I said, that's your part of the mistake. And the uh, best, best of my years that you lost by not being friends with me. So now we, we turn out to be great friends now. Yeah, that's awesome. That That is really, that that's what we love about, you know, some of the greats of the games. They they become good friends afterwards. Um, I want to know more about, um, you know, back home in the UK, British Asians, you know, males, it, there's a huge problem with mental health between the age of 35 mm -hmm. to 45. Mm -hmm. Like, what's your views? Do you think there's a taboo in our culture mm -hmm. that men just, it's a sign of weakness if you have, any signs or symptoms of mental health? As I just told you, I was just dipping in depression after losing my mother. And I, 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 I actually needed a help. My friends, my friend Taha is like a brother. He's managing me. He dragged me out of the house. And my family kicked me out of the house. He said, get out. Just go. You know, you, you're going to struggle. If you stay here long enough, you might get into a severe depression. And depression, which you always should talk about. And similarly, that I retired, I was uh, in a, a deep state of depression. And I could not handle myself properly. I just did not. I wasn't eating right. I wasn't sleeping right. I wasn't doing nothing. And uh, since my mother, I was very close to my mother. And still I am. And it's hard to let go of her. But, you know, still, I have to live a life that, you know, the God has given me. But uh, there was a time that, you know, I needed a much, much needed help. And uh, since I was mentally very strong, but I still needed a help. And uh, it's not a taboo. If you are a man, you can cry, you can shed a few tears. At the same time, if you need seeking help, you can get help. You should get help and should be talked about. But at the same time, you know, it's not easy that the game that you love for, what, 25 years and you played for 18 years. And at the same time, you're leaving that game on the peak. I could have played, gone on to play for another four years. 
Look, I'm still bowling fast, right? So I could have done that 11 years ago, but my mother asked me to just come back and leave cricket because it's not basically making you more happier than it was before. So, so I let go of that game, but it was most difficult period of my time that, you know, um, I had no work. I had a very small amount of money and I had um, nothing on me at that time. And I just, I, I was in a state of basically shock and I just had nowhere to go. And I just started working on um, uh, on um, a very basic salary uh, for the local media. And all of a sudden, then I came to realize that the people love is hasn't gone anywhere. So then I came to realize that people love me so much. So I think I should do something for them through TV, through social media. The minute I got on the TV and the social media and that, that love that I was supposed to uh, know, uh, back in my playing e era because I never knew that people loved me th this much. So then I just felt that love and I just uh, came back to the life. And at the same time, you know, I made sure that, you know, uh, the people keep on uh, living in great mental health. It is very important. It's okay to be uh, to be a failure. It's okay to be a flop guy. It's, oh, it's okay to be a rejected or dejected about many situations. It's okay. Once you know it's okay, then you're okay. Well, I'm glad you are okay. You seem in a happy place, and uh, which I'm really pleased to to actually you know be in company. Mm. What about in Pakistan? What do people think of what happened in Yorkshire with the with the racism issues, the diversity issues? What did the people back home think of that? Look, there's many people has faced the racism. There's the reality of our uh, the sad world that we live in. Uh, I hate that taboo. It's not taboo, sorry. It's just, it's just a curse that I had to go through. Uh, I've been discriminated um, uh, being a brown guy, or being black, or being a white, or being anywhere else. It's not fair. It's not nice. Uh, but you know what? In England, uh, I was the most loved guy when I was there in back in '99 World Cup. You know, I was like, I've been loved by north up to the south and to the west. And to the east, and the people just uh, the white people I'm talking about, they just adored me like as anything, and they adopted me one of their own. I never felt a racism in England. I mean, many people must have faced it. I'm not denying that, but you know what I faced. I'm telling you that you know I I was I was thrown away. Uh, I was like I was having a ball of my life. It was a great time of my life at that time. You know, I've been. You know, I love the North people. You know, they're fabulous. I lived in Ireland. I lived in Scotland. I lived in Strahan. I supposed to call it Derry, not London Derry. So, so, so I lived there in a in a Celtic area. You see, and they made me march. And one funny story I used to tell you: uh, back in Ireland, back in ninety seven, ninety eight, I never knew about uh, much about English. At the same time, the culture and about the people. And you know, there is an area. There is a Celtic area. There is a Protestant area, right? So you cannot wear a Celtic shirt in a in a in a Protestant area. So they made me wear the shirt, and I went to Donna Manor. And uh, uh, from Strabane to Donna Manor, you should not wearing a Celtic shirt. Yes. So I did that, and they took my clothes off. I said, "Listen, what are you doing?" I said, "Sorry, I'm just wearing a shirt." I said, "Take everything off." I said, "Can I keep my underwear on?" So yeah, you can do that, but make sure you should not wear the Celtic shirt. In a Protestant area. I said, why? He 
you say, you're still asking questions, we're going to kill you. I said, no, please don't. <laughs> Let me go. So I learned my lessons. Yeah, that's no, that's 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 a great story. Um, uh, you know, it's been, it is it is that sort of area when you're young, you travel to different parts of the world. You have you know sort of game memories. Um, I wanted to ask you more about um COVID. You know, uh, what what lessons you know can be learned from from the pandemic? Look, uh, uh, people and humanity. You know, this COVID has made me realize there are so many of close close family members or your friends or anybody that you know can go by the blink. So make sure that you know you be nice to people. Make sure that time that you spend with the people, time that you spend with the people, that uh, it is very important. You know, you should not take anybody for granted. And enjoy the company, no matter where they come from, where what they do, how they do it, and what kind of life they're leading. But once they are next to you, make sure you make most of them. And this is very important for me. You know, the COVID protocols are very important for me. The Nestle pieces are very important for me. And uh, at the same time, you know, I feel, you know, the people should come together, fight this disease, and should, should be scared of it, but not too much of it that you dip into depression. Please don't. You know, one day all of us have to go and uh, there's a bit of reality that I I lose my mom, I lost my mom and losing mom is not easy and somebody who's who's like very, 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 very close to me. When I'm saying when close to you, the hardly you see any son that is more close than I am. I, I don't know nobody, but, you know, make sure that, you know, enjoy humanity. This, this, you, you are here for a small period of time in this world. Make sure you leave a good mark as a human. Please be nice. Please be nice. I understand all of us can't be nice, but, you know, try. And uh, follow the SOPs, SOPs and uh, make sure that you, it's a responsibility on you that you're taking care of other people's lives. And uh, hopefully we're able to learn to live with this thing and uh, we're going to move on as, 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 as world, as humanity, we're going to move on and we're going to be careful next time. Yeah, that's great advice. Absolutely. Um, is there, you know, what, what's your best tip? You know, like, or actually, more importantly, what is the most important thing you've learned about life? And how has your life, what was your life like before you learned it? And what your what is your life like after you've learned it? Look, I always believe in a, a very simple theory. Be a right guy. Do a right thing. It's okay to make mistakes. That is fine. But be a right guy. Do a right thing. Simple as. You know, you can't be evil. You gotta be a useful creature. You gotta be a useful friend. You gotta be a useful father, son, husband, brother. And most importantly, as a friend. So if you're not a useful human being, what is what what is the purpose of being human? If you're not a good man, just be a good man. And you have a capacity to do the right things. It's a little hard work is required from you. Please do it. And why people choose to be bad, I don't understand. And right from the word go, I made sure my heart stays cl as clean as a see-through mirror. 
so i don't care where you come from i don't care how much money do you have or you have nothing i'm just going to out there i'm going to be out there to help you out it doesn't matter if not with the good words or encouraging words to make sure that you know minute you leave me you are rebooted man you are a rebooted man and you are once again full of nourishment and full of confidence minute you leave my company you become a different person altogether yeah i i'm feeling that your presence right now being with you is brilliant i love it and uh, um how so how is life after cricket now you know you've developed a brilliant youtube channel your you know your really your brand is everywhere around the world um what's the next plan for shobakta oh there's many plans i can't discuss i can't disclose me you know my manager is going to kill me so i have big things lined up for me and as you know that nothing can happen normal in my life everything has to be extraordinary there's no question about it i cannot lead a normal life i cannot live as a normal guy god never made me this way and uh, i am doing tons of big things and uh, nobody knew that i'm um, i'm huge in real estate nobody knew that you know i have a probably a brain that you know who does a good numbers games and uh, i can be a good real estate agent and uh, an an entrepreneur uh, not agent but entrepreneur and uh, you know god has been very kind to me you know for past um, post retirement i was been blessed with the great friends uh, i made sure i took a stride towards the betterment of my personality and of my shortcomings uh i was full of fears uh to the unknown territory that that i was stepping into it but you know i overcome my fears how very simple i was just doing the right thing and thinking the straight lines simple as and uh, i made sure on the way i help people out i just don't want to only thrive myself on my own i want others to thrive too i want others to live a good life too so i made sure that the people around me and and myself we step on to the very last things in our lives and this is about to happen and the things are about to blast and in years to come in a few months to come you'll see there's a big things are coming in and there's going to be globally and uh, you know but i want to enjoy this journey i want to be part of this journey i want everybody be everybody else to be part of this journey and and make sure making sure that you know they are having a great time as I, as i do well thank you so much for your input and like i know with everything with shobakta everything is extraordinary larger than life the rowind express whatever you do i know you will do things extraordinary and it will be at a fast pace as well well that was a great man shob akhtar who has been misinterpreted on and off the field but he's a wonderful human being honestly and uh, one of one of my good mates and i must say his heart is clean as a see-through mirror and i'm sure he'll be success in whatever he will do so next week we've got misbah ul haq the leader of men he will tell us what is what is like to be under pressure and keep that composure and why did you do the press ups at lords stay tuned see you all very soon